See, just see the mind's identified with this. Yeah, takes this. It has a feeling, and that feeling is the is the basis of its yapping, and the yapping has a flavor that it infers or indicates, which is there's a you. Yeah, a feeling. Now that you takes a singular tone, like there's one body. You're not two bodies usually. Yeah, but what that you represents is actually a dualistic paradigm of subject-object. Yeah. It's the mind, the conditional mind, taking itself to be a subject and then living this life as if it's the subject and everything gets objectified from there. Yeah. So when we talk about one or me or you, it actually implies two-ness. Yeah. It implies subject-object. And just because you don't see it doesn't mean that's the dominant paradigm. It attempts to produce a singularity by identification as a body, but in the state of mind, it's dualistic. It's a two. So in a way, two is attempting to identify as one and then enter oneness as this one, but two-ness can never enter oneness. Yeah? It's just seeing there is no two-ness. That's the oneness. That's it. The two-ness, because you take yourself to be a singular, and I don't know what you take yourself to be, but, but let's just say... The basic dilemma seems to be a feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, entity of one unit, yes? But what that represents is a dualistic mind of subject-object. So you would say it, it hides under the ruse of being a one, a one body, but its whole system is binary, its whole system is duality, its whole system is dualism. So it's attempting to stick two into one. And, and that's never going to happen. You are never going to merge with one. It's just seeing you're not two. That's the one. And it doesn't take any time to go from two to one because there's no two that you're in. So there's no going to one. There's just seeing there's no two. And it's immediate. It's not a timeless movement. And the same thing with selfing in, 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 in AA, you know. The suffering of self is not from self. <laughs> it's from the bondage of self, which is different. There is no self to be bonded to, but it's the bondage of. So the feeling of being a self is a bondage in a way. Yeah. So that bondage of self, to get relief from it, you can't get relief from it as self. That's the, the primary dilemma. Self is trying to get out of self, which is an impossibility, because wherever self appears is the parameter of self. It can never leave the fence post that it represents and be on, be on the other side of the fence and looking at the giant pasture of selfing and saying, I'm not that. That would also be the pasture of selfing, that voice that says, I'm not that. Yeah. So self can't get out of self. It's very important, in a way, to recognize the futility of the system that's running the show or navigating the life because it can't escape its own limitations. It just can't do it. So self can never transcend from self because it doesn't exist or doesn't appear to exist anywhere but in selfing. There is no self that got caught in selfing and now can get relieved from it and transcend into another state called non-self. That's no way. There is no sense of being, there is no body as you. You are not the seer, the hearer, the feeler, or the taster as this. What 
is seeing can't be seen, what is hearing can't be heard, it's impossible because it's subjective, it's pure subjectivity, it's no thingness, it's awareness, if you want to say it, or it's consciousness. It's not being generated by a thing. It's not being done by a thing. Yeah? It's, it's prior to thingness. Thingness, I would say, are appearances in it, but they are never going to be what generates it. Yeah? An appearance is never going to be able to get, bef get in front of what it's appearing from. It's just impossible. Yeah. It's the same thing with self can't get out of self. Yeah. Self is content. <coughs> Selfing is content. It can never transcend into context. It's seen just as an activity. If it sees as an activity and not as you, then everything shifts. That's what happens. It may happen very quickly. It may happen over time. But it's like Ramana Maharshi implied. Your head is in the tiger's mouth. It's already a done deal. Once the head, once the mind has entertained the possibility, I'm not that, then just its innate ability to entertain will probably bear fruit. Because you're not that. It's not like entertaining some insane idea that you're not, that you are, whatever. It's like entertaining the possibility of my hem being too short in my leg. Yeah, I could entertain that for 12 hours. I could go home and entertain what somebody's meant by saying hello to me today. I could. I did it in the past. I'd go home and think about it. Five hours of, what does it mean? She said, alone me. Does she like me? Doesn't she? And all of those possibilities were in selfing. There was, it could never think outside the box, so we would just repeat the same location over and over again, you know, surmising or entertaining the possibility of a different result. This is a called obsession with self, yeah? What would happen if the mind entertained a true possibility? Hey, I'm not that. I'm not, a, I'm not a body. I'm not an entity, a separate, independent, separate body. I'm maybe not that. I'm not saying if you are, you're not. But maybe you're not. If the, all you need is the mind just needs that little possibility. Once it gets it and starts like sort of tumbling it around in its little hand or swirling it around in its mouth, hmm, it gets a flavor and that flavor intimates something. And you know what? I'm not that. And as soon as I'm not that, then all the, all the limitations of being that are lifted. Yeah? <laughs> I'm not entertaining freedom and peace from self anymore. Yeah? I'm not living in self or as a self entertaining. I can be free as this. If I really work hard, if I really meditate a lot, if I really purify over and over and over again, because this is definitely sullied and sinful, this body is. If I do that that, I can become free as this. Yeah? No, no, no. That scene is ridiculous. So, but you get free from that. So that's why I love saying you're free from the need of, to be liberated because what needs to be liberated is what you're not. What you are doesn't need to be liberated. One, one second. <laughs> but what, you, what you're not, it sounds like it'd be a great idea to be liberated from what I'm not every day because it's sure producing a lot of meaning. And if I'm not producing it, people I hear are producing it. Tons of it. I mean, their, their factory is like 24-7. they got child labor in there. They're just kicking out these meetings about life from their point of view. Yeah? Oh, it's incredible. They want relief, but they want relief as a self. That's the little disclaimer. Yeah? They're really keen on relief, but if you point out that maybe it's identification of self, they're usually not keen on that idea. 
They're not. I see it. I see people I share at AA recovery meetings, and they love, they really love what I say. I said, go to Zen Bitch Slap. I never hear from them. I never see them. They don't even say hello to me in the meetings. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, that's much more direct than what I said at this meeting. It's much more direct. I think the directness scares the shit out of people. Well, you may not be that, because then they're really, then they really get to see like they say in Buddhism, the cherishing of self. Mind cherishes what it's trying to become. And that's the thing we've been talking about lately. Selfing can never be a self. It can, it, so it's, its whole desire is to be a self. Yeah? The whole desire of the conditional mind is to be what it's thinking itself as, what it's inferring, what it's vaguely pointing at constantly. It wants to be a self. But it already is no thingness. It can't become a thing. Yeah? So its, it's whole desire to become is going to be unfulfilled. It can never really become fulfilled. And therefore, the unfulfillment of that to me is like that irritable restlessness of discontent, which sets off to try to get fulfilled from the unfulfillment of the, of the original desire. And so now it starts desiring a lot of things and everything like that, yet every time it doesn't seem to really get filled, yeah? Even when it reaches what it thought would signify, I have arrived, I got this, a lot of people share, that, because I have never really been there, <laughs> a lot of people share that it's sort of empty when they get everything they've ever wanted, yeah? Because that mental desire, that, that selfing, is in a failed system. It can never be what it wants to be. But it can appear to be it. Yeah. So the selfing, it's not like, it's just like a drug in a way. I shot coke a lot, but I never got to a point where I shot coke and it satisfied me completely forever. I was up, put it down. Thank you, cocaine. Brought me what I've been looking for, these thousands of insertions of fucking metal into my pores. <laughs> Thank you, yes. You know, and I never thought about cocaine again, and I was on a level of satisfaction. Never needed to be re-upped or reinforced, it was just totally stabilized. Yeah? Most things like selfing and addiction, which are all addictions, to me it's the first addiction of mind, is the idea of being a self. Yeah? All those addictions, you never get a point where you're satisfied completely. That's the, that's the name of an addiction. It's like a craving that keeps on reinforcing the desire for more. Yeah? It never comes to an end. If you look at selfing, it's very much like an addict. Yeah? Yet the mind is attempting to become what it can never be. So it, therefore, it almost never stops trying to become, because that's the best it can do. It can appear to be you. Yeah? It can appear to be a you in your head. Yeah? But it can't actually take on that appearance and be real, because it's already no thingness. Yeah? So, that desire is, like, I would say, is the first addiction, and then all other addictions come from there, because you're trying to get relief from the failed failedness of the first addiction. Yeah. You want relief from that unbelievable desire to be yourself, because you can never come to fruition. It's never going to climax. It's never going to become so. So watch your head. You'll see it. Why do you think the mind, the thought system? Its value rests in the past and the future more than now. It has very little recognition of now, though that's all where the now is, that the past and future can appear, and it can only appear in this. Now, this, what do you want to call it now? This, I would say, like in a moment, 
but like an eternal moment, yeah? just this space, it can only appear here, so in this appearance of here, the thoughts are about there and then, because you can be cast as an object there and then. When the mind thinks about you a week ago, it sees you as a body, right? When you start worrying about how you're going to be three weeks from now, you're not worrying about your spiritualness, obviously. You're worrying about your physicalness, your emotionalness, your, all these things that, that happen as a body, through a body. So the thought system pictures you as a body. Yeah. You have to see it. If you listen, it's like going into a barbershop. If you go into a barbershop, you're going to get a haircut. If you're listening to this K-Paul enough, listening, I don't, hearing you're going to hear it because you're conscious. But listening is different. There's an intention there. When you're listening to that, it's obviously going to be a feeling of you listening to it. Yeah? The listening to, do, to it produces the sense of you. The you isn't what's listening to it. The listening to it produces the sense of the you. Yeah? It's almost like if you looked at it like a, a conveyor belt, the selfing is the production line, and the product is the feeling of being a you. When the feeling of being a you comes over you, it's historically, it plays around with time. It puts you at the beginning of the production line. So now the feeling is, I've been selfing, or selfing's been fucking with me. Yeah? But in fact, that birth, <laughs> that birth was after the coupling with interest to the thought system. Yeah? That's, that spawns the feeling of being a you. The you wasn't spawning the selfing. The you, the feeling of you, is the product of the selfing. It happens after the selfing, but then the, the feeling is that you were before the selfing. And then, when selfing's happening or not, there's still a feeling of being you there. But if the selfing stopped for a while, that feeling would not be produced. Yeah? You wouldn't be located anywhere. You would be clearly what you are, like free-range awareness. Yeah? You wouldn't be located at any time or place. Because you're not, actually, even now. It just appears to be when our interest and attention is listening to K-Paul. Yeah? But a lot of people, when they get this idea of self, selfing, they go, okay, well, I've been selfing all day, or selfing has been driving me crazy, let's say. So they see a line, they see some of the line of selfing. So maybe they're, before, they didn't see any of it. Now they have a little bit of an understanding, they see a bit of the selfing. They can recognize it, they go, oh, you know, thinking about next week, what am I going to get, you know, what's going to happen to me. Yes, that I could call selfing, yeah? But they don't see, and so they see a line, and it's a finite line, it's in time. It's, it cannot pull out infinitely, it just pulls out a certain point. So they've now seen this part. But they haven't, so there's the selfing, yeah, like a verb. But they're still feeling like they're the noun, like, yeah, I'm doing it or it's being done to me. This is... But what I'm saying is, this is also selfing. Yeah? Actually, this is produced by following the line to a certain point where the production's over, and then this pops up. But it doesn't pop up here, it pops up as the one who's doing it or is done to by it. Yeah? It doesn't pop up. It's not, in other words, it's not going linear. It's mind's playing with it. It's bouncing back and forth. So it... The selfing is going like this, but there's a feeling of you're doing it or it's being done to you. That was produced here, but the feeling is you're here. What I'm saying, that feeling of you is it also selfing. 
Yeah? In other words, there's no point, no matter how far you go back the line of selfing, that there's a you pops up. Or a noun pops up. No one's doing it. <laughs> you can be relieved of all the guilt and shame that, you, that have ever amassed on that one branch of personal doership. There's no one doing it. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah? What happens is when the mind is listening to it with intention and uh, interest and attention, then the noun pops up a lot of places. It pops up in the middle, over here, there. But there's always a vague feeling of you being the alpha or the omega of life. Like life is happening to you, yeah, or you're doing it, yes? And <laughs> it's so blatant that the, the mind actually claims conscious contact as something it's doing. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't follow the statement of Buddha when you see, see, when you hear, hear, when you feel, feel, when you taste, taste, when you touch, touch. It follows its own line of logic, which is, oh, when I touch, I'm the toucher. When I feel, I'm the fucking feeler, me. I'm, when I see, see, I'm the seer. When I hear, I'm the hearer. <laughs> I mean, if you just took one moment of conscious contact, you'd see the whole principle of selfing. One moment. Seeing is being claimed by the mental process as the doer of it, and now the seer becomes dominant. And when the, what, the seer becomes dominant, what's dominant to the seer is the seeing. The seeing is basically forgotten. There's no sense of the consciousness or the contact in life. It's what I'm contacted with and what I'm contacted as all the time. The with will change, but the as becomes the alpha and omega. Me, 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 this. But this life isn't brought to me, brought to me by me. It's brought to me by consciousness, yeah, in a sense. It hasn't even brought to me. It's brought by consciousness. Consciousness in contact. In a sense, it's come through here and the mental process just made a little mistake. Hey, I must be doing that because its logic is wherever there's doing, there's a doer. Wherever there's having, there's a haver. Wherever there's a verb, there's a noun. Yeah? That's the logic of the conditional selfing. It can't think outside the box. So when it sees an activity, consciousness being in contact, it has to come up with who is it? It must be me. Yeah? Because it's moving through this eye. So hey, maybe it's the eye that's seeing. And of course the eye's mine. Yeah. Body. So I must be the seer. Oh, my ears are hearing it. You're not hearing the same thing I'm hearing. So these are my, these are my qualities. I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm feeling, I'm tasting, I'm touching. It's like the camera has basically put itself on the throne of life and sort of downplayed the light that's actually the king or queen. Yeah? The light of awareness gets totally downplayed and now you're someone who's doing it or not doing it. And then what happens? When awareness becomes a quality or an attribute you can improve or not improve, a huge story is told about awareness as something I'm more aware when I'm with you and I'm less aware when I'm at work and I'm constantly, now everything that happens affects the awareness or the consciousness. I get really dumbed down when I'm around here and then I feel really great when I'm at the retreat, but of course I'm not going to live at the retreat because if you move to the retreat, you won't be great there either in a couple of months. You'll see the same. It'll be just like the place you didn't want to be. <laughs> yes, you'll be there. <laughs> and that's a rude awakening.
when you think something's going to really be different and it's the same old, same old after a few months. Be why? Because selfing is giving it the meaning. And selfing doesn't have an infinite supply of meaning it gives things. It's a very, very small system of meaning, which is self-centered. That's where it gives meaning from, and that's what all meaning points back to, is self as the center of the universe. Yeah? It's a very small system. You've been over every possibility it can, it can offer. Yeah, hundreds of times probably already. And you've been over every square inch of it. You've, every thought basically is a rethought now. Every feeling is a re-feeling. Everything's being rehashed, redone, regurgitated, upshucked, whatever you want to talk about it. Yet, the beauty of awareness is what gives it any sense of newness. It's not what's happening, but what's actually seen. Yeah? Whatever little flavor that you think, this is a whole lot different than it was four years ago, isn't brought about by the selfing around that. It's brought about the awareness, because the awareness is fresh. Yes? Even when it gets doctored and, and uh, interpreted to a large degree, there'll still be a sense of newness that's still there. Yeah? You can't extinguish that. That's the beauty of it, is when you can be doing the same old, same old, and feel totally new about it, or you can be doing something new every day and selfing, and it's the same old, same old. Yeah, it's that extreme. So I would say the beingness or awareness, would, which would be, uh, let's say, a different form of centeredness, yeah? The self-centeredness, which many of us in this room have a very intimate uh, position was <laughs> used to say getting it up the ass so somehow it was a position or, or centeredness yeah? it's the same mind you know? it just matters what it's centered in if it's centered in self then that interest and attention is going to bond you to this idea of being a Paul and it's going to really produce a technical vision of a very boring interpretation it'll be drenched with meaning and you'll probably not lose the novel, like, curiosity about it after 50 or 60 years. Yet to say, if a person produced their selfie to you, you'd be bored in a minute. But that, you got, you can't underestimate the meaning of you. When the mind gives something the meaning that it's you, that's a fucking huge meaning it gives. And it's given that meaning to this. Yeah? So even though it's boring as hell, it seems... <laughs> Worthy to be listened to. <laughs> but the same, so there's the selfing. The selfing is just a huge desire to become, which it can never fulfill. It can never be a self, yeah? So that continues on. And so therefore that, if the mind's rested in that, it's agitated, yes? Because it's constantly in motion. It's constantly, it can't rest, because if it truly stopped, it would realize it will never be. Yeah? It can only appear to be, so the appearance has to constantly be produced. It's like if something was being projected on the wall, if you turned off the projector, it wouldn't project. So the point is, to be fooled by that appearance on the wall, the projector has to continue. You're not even looking at the projector. But if that projector stopped, then you wouldn't be fooled. You wouldn't have to look at the source, you would just see, hey, it ain't so. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it wouldn't, you wouldn't have to read a lot of books about it. There would be a direct hit, hey, that thing isn't so. Why? Because it wasn't so just then. <laughs> How can it be so if it wasn't so? 
<laughs> That's the whole point. When selfing is disrupted to a large degree and stops, you'll see that something continues. I would say you are that which continues. Yeah. <laughs> and once that happens, it's hard to fall for the never-ending story of the of the long-lasting, independent, separate life called Paul as a historical figure, because it's been absent, it's inherently absent, literally. It's inherently absent. It, it wasn't like it once was, and then it got something happened, and now it isn't. It was never, there was never, it has never became fulfilled. You never became this. You are just constantly in the becoming of it, yeah. That's why when anger happens, and if, let's say if it happens a number of times, the mind makes a noun out of it. You're an angry person. It's just constantly trying to become a noun. Constantly trying to become a noun. Yet it can't complete that. So it's unfulfilled. Why do you think you're seeking constantly? Because the aspect of mind has not got the message. It hasn't got the message with non-seeking. It hasn't got the message with there's nothing needed to do because it will use those statements to seek through every fucking day and drive itself crazy that way because it's not coming to an end because it can't. It can't rest. The same, though, mind, if rested in centeredness, or let's say a beingness or in just the awareness of life or this present moment of awareness, when it's resting there... That beingness is completely fulfilled. It's not in the process of becoming. If it's doing anything here, it's expressing. It's not trying to achieve its own authenticity. It's not trying to complete itself. It's not trying to transcend itself. It just is. Yeah? Incompleteness. That, that completeness produces a lot of rest, a lot of stillness, a lot of peace. And when the mind is resting there, not resting in self trying to get there, because the selfing, even if it's confronted with peace of mind, it can't enjoy it, because it's busily becoming a person who's peaceful. Yeah? It can't enjoy anything, because it, it's using everything and anything to try to complete its un, inability to complete. It's impossible. Yeah? But let's say, in centeredness, mind can enjoy peace of mind, because it's not trying to fulfill itself. It's not trying to complete itself. It's not trying to get to a point where, aha, I've arrived. It's already so, complete in and of itself. It's, it's worthy of being rested on. And then, then this may motivate expression, but like self-centeredness motivates seeking. They're totally two different movements. Yeah. An expression is totally different than seeking something to fulfill you. Yeah. An expression could be of fulfillment, which can never be the case in selfing. Its true expression is unfulfillment, if you notice. You can just see by all its agitation, it's not fulfilled. Yeah? And it's hoping, through agitation, to rest, hit a point where the agitation will stop. It's impossible. Because all of its movement is agitated. So how is agitation going to find rest and rest there? It's going to run right over for rest, and be agitated about it. <gasps> I was restful that day, but now I've lost it again. That's what people do. They drive themselves crazy. Oh, I had a moment of awakening, but I've lost it. Fuck, how did I do that? And so the agitation just re-ups, re-ups. Every little 
Oasis is like a speed bump. It immediately jumps over and coagulates again into agitation. That's, we've got to get enlightened. i got a taste of awakening. I'm not giving up until I arrive there. This is, <laughs> this is insanity. There's no peace in it. But in centeredness and beingness, because it's complete, because it is fulfilled, because it's not attempting to, to, to uh, accrue value, accrue value here, because it's inherently valuable, it's truly rest. And if it has one movement, I would say it's to express. It's not to find itself, not to achieve anything, not to get higher, not to become more being. And not, you know, because it believes it was less being at one time. That's all the sense of fulfilling, yes? From less to more to more to complete. All this, it just goes on and on. And then you, as soon as you hit the complete, you're back at less. Well, I'm less complete. I had it for a second, I was complete, but now I'm fucking less complete. Now i got to get more complete to compensate for the less complete. This is, just bypasses it all. You can rest. Mind rests. It sees the production of selfing. It sees it, but it's not that. It's not a self that's seeing it, and it's not the end product. Or, and it's not being done to by selfing. You're taken out of the, the, that false oneness of you, which is not you, it's subject-object. That is taken out. And now it's just subjectivity. Yeah? It's like that Who song, You Won't Be Fooled Again. Seriously. Because you, were, you are not whatever got fooled. You were never that that got fooled. There may have been a whole lot of fooling, but there was no you that got fooled. And there's no you that's going to be unfooled. It's seeing that there was no you. Yeah? And then the meaning that being fooled had is dissipated. Who's the fuck? So there was fooling going on. You didn't waste any time. You're not in time. I wish I was smarter. I wish I would have... If I would have went to Bombay and saw Nizagadala instead of Sri Chinmoy or something, I would have been totally clear by now. Yeah. <laughs> One of the big flavors, it has nothing to do with time. So all your patience, all your longing, it's all meaningless. Yeah. A state doesn't isn't longed for. It is. <laughs> you'd have to be a prior state or another state to long for it. You're not. Yeah? It's the feeling of being the other state longing for it which produces the sense of the unlongingness of everything. I'm never fucking fulfilled. I mean, I know people have been enlightened three times in this life. Three times. I thought one would do, you know. They got enlightened maybe emotionally and then sexually and then physically and then some other way, I don't know, financially. This just goes on and on and on. So, in AA parlance, get the diagnosis correct. If it is identification itself, and I believe it is because that's how I entertained it, and I've, radical relief has descended, so to speak. So I feel like I'm on to something because of basically, you know the problem by the solution. You really do. When the when the Solution becomes dominant, the problem recedes. And in, in when it recedes, you know it's you know it by its absence. You see, oh Jesus Christ, so that's what it was. 
But you never know it while it's being you. It just can't. It's impossible. But when you're not that, you get to know it. And you get it to know it, and it distills it to one very important statement, I'm not that. <laughs> that's as simple as that. Yeah, and that's all you need. After a while, you don't even need that, but if you do need it, it's a good place, it's a good thing to get repetition about, you're not that. Because you'll see, all the suffering of this place comes from you being that. <laughs> that's where it is. That's the root crux. Yeah? I'm not talking about pain. Physicality happens and there's pain there. But the suffering about it is brought to you by self-centeredness. Yeah? So the solution will tell you what the problem is. And the solution will tell you the nature of the problem, which is it's imaginary. It's only an appearance. Selfing will never be a self. It will never complete that loop it's in. It always gets to it. It appears to be you, and it has to keep appearing to be you, because it can never hit, and you're that, and then you stabilize that, yeah? It never goes that way. It's just... Because this is just the possibility, though flimsy, to try to really be a self. And it's, it's huffing and puffing and trying to blow that whole house into it. You know, it's sort of like a doll that has holes in it. So the thing is just like, all day. Like in AA, it says, when you come in AA, you've got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. But when I came in AA, I thought my face was my ass. That was the thing, you see. The image my mind had, I took to be me, and my ass, fuck it. You know, the face is very important. You know, what, what that entailed. <laughs> so there you go. But you can't, the selfie can't stop, because if it stops, there's those holes, and all the, all the attention and interest it put in goes out, it bleeds out. Yeah? It's like. So, and for it to get all this air, it just sort of sucks everything into self-centeredness. <laughs> and it cannot stop, because if it does, it's all seen to be what it is. It isn't. It's just a mental activity. It's like a... Oh, I don't want to use that picture. So the feeling of being historical is produced. It doesn't come. You didn't have it when you were a baby. When you were one to one to two years old, you had no sense of being a Paul or a Mary or a Steve or a Marty. That was produced by the mental process. One of them called selfing, I'd say. So what can be produced can be unproduced. Yeah. But I wouldn't wait for the unproduction. I would realize you're just not the product. It can never fulfill its little desire. It can't be itself. And that's the solution. It can appear to be itself, or you can appear to be itself when listening to it all the time. When you're listening to it without an awareness or an understanding, you'll fall under the understanding it's presenting. And its understanding is it's self-centered. Center self is the Alpha and Omega. You are this. God or 
whatever you want to call it, consciousness is an activity you're doing. I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm feeling, I'm tasting, I'm touching. So basically, from that point of view, you live as if you are that. You live as if you're that, but you can never be that. But you can live as if you are. Yeah? That's the highest form it can get to. It can't complete its mission. Yeah? But it can it can set up a trance where you feel the mission's already completed, even though you're still attempting to become all day, but you actually think you're a noun. Yeah? So now a lot of the becoming is to try to unbecome what you believe you are, like a loser or a bad person or you looked at porno once or whatever like that. So it's now trying to become and it's trying to unbecome. Yeah? What it thinks it is that it doesn't like, it doesn't it wants to become something other than that. And what it wants to be, it wants to become that. Yeah? But there's never a place where it arrives. Yeah? You were you are not that which you're trying to get out of and you are not that which you're trying to get in. Yeah? That's the whole point. You cannot be out of this moment. So why the hell are you trying to be in it so much? Yeah? And you cannot be in self, so why are you trying to get out of it so much? You can't be out of what you... You cannot get out of what you can't be in, and you cannot get into what you can't be out. You can't... You are the moment. You are not an object in the moment that's setting up this, this like, dualistic chess situation, subject, object, and all the moves, and blah, blah, blah. you're not that, yeah? you are moment, without you, without awareness, I'm not saying you as the body, without awareness, there ain't no moment, you are the moment, so there's no way you can get out of that, so why are you trying to get in it, <laughs> it just blows my mind, <laughs> and you cannot possibly be a self, so why in hell are we trying to get out of it so much? Because one of the greatest strains of selfing is trying to get out of it. It's one of the strongest strains because it's not recognized here as being in it. You actually believe it's a noble endeavor to try to get out of self. But it ain't a noble endeavor if you can't be a self. Trying to get out of self would be another desiring to become a self that's out of self, which is what most of us are doing. We want to be there at we want to have the experience of our own absence, but we want to be there to have it. Yeah? We want to be out of self, but we want to be out of self as a self. <laughs> Which is just another desire to become, isn't it? And so on and so forth. Self can never get out of self because it's not in self. Why do you, why do you believe they make that statement so much? Self can't get out of self. Why is that? Because you can't be in self. That's the whole point. So self can't get out of self because it's made a mistake. The mind thinks it's in self. That's why you can't get out of it. You cannot get out of an imaginary problem. You cannot leave an imaginary place. Yeah? It's like this lady said me something I said a long time ago. I forgot. Which I like, though. She said, you know, you can only be lost when you think you're going somewhere. When you think you're going somewhere, you can have an experience of being lost. But if you're not going anywhere, you cannot possibly be lost. And it's so beautiful. It short-circuits the whole selfing. The selfing system has very, very, very big gaps. Very, very, very big flawed assumptions. You take one of them out, the whole system looks hilarious. One little experience, it just, one hiccup can just throw the whole, all of, it, all of its works off. 
Just and then you see, I'm not that. And that's that. You don't wait for it to comply with, oh yes, I'm not that. You're not that either. You're not that which thinks it's listening to that message. You're not the listener. You're not the hearer. You're not the seer. You're not the feeler. You're not the taster. And what's seeing, I can never see. It's impossible. It would have to be a thing to see. And it isn't. And it's never going to be a thing. It can appear to be things, but it isn't a thing. And what allows you to see a thing is not a thing. What allows you to see things is no thing. Not thing. This thing is not seeing. What's seeing is no thing. So all the things in my life have been brought to me by no thing. Not one has been brought to me by a thing. The seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching of everything that I have ever come in contact with has been brought to me by no thingness. Not one of them has been brought to me by a thing. Not one. Yet, we cred give credit to the thingness of this, and we forget the no-thingness of what we are. And maybe just a little honoring of the no-thingness would really change the way you travel here. Yeah? Just give it a little bit of attention. Hey? Instead of all the things I'm looking at, sense the seeing of it. You know? Sense it. Sense what it feels like to be on. Yeah? It's like a purring engine that never runs out of gas. They don't have to stop at a station. It's just on until it ain't here. And yet it's still on even when it ain't as a thing. Yeah? It's like a never-ending energy source. can't privatize it, there's no value in it, so there's no hoarding it, we're not attacking other countries to get it, we're not, you know, torturing people to get information about who has it. None of that, all those things don't apply. It's always infinitely available at all times with no requirement necessary. It can't be had by anyone because it is everyone. It can't be owned, it can't be gotten so you don't lose it. It's a whole different ballgame. And I'll tell you, the mind may really respond to it. It may really like to travel this way, where it isn't about acquiring and keeping and getting. It's more about expressing. Yeah. And it's expressing every moment. Everything, every thought, every feeling, every object that's been seen, felt, or heard, that's its expression. Conscious contact is its expressing. It's expressing through conscious contact. Every second, it's like a never-ending artist. It never puts down the brush. It's always, and it's doing, it's like got five hands at once. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and actually seeing six hands, seeing thoughts. So it's like unbelievable. You're like, I'm bored. I had an idea that uh, I needed to make $200 today. I didn't make it. I'm really pretty worthless. No value whatsoever. I haven't completed my mission that I gave myself. I love to see when people are really beating themselves up about standards they set. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, shit. You, in other words, you didn't jump over the bar that you set up. That, oh, wow. <laughs> Why not just go kick the bar then? Hey, I don't want to jump over it. <gasps> <laughs> that really kills me. 
when you set something up and it produces all this stress, and then you ask, well, who informed you this had to be this way? Is there a boss of all bosses, God of all gods? Oh, yeah, you, the playing God. Oh, shit, why don't you give yourself a break and change the rules a little? No, I've got to be hard on myself. I've got to come. I've got to become successful. I've got to become successful. That's the closest I'll ever be as a self. If I'm a successful self, I'm pretty close. Just a little more stuff, a little more trophy wife, maybe. I'll be a self. Never-ending addiction. Watch it. Check it out. You think I had a 20-year addiction with Coke and uh, drinking? This is far, far beyond that. Far, far beyond that. This addiction. This addiction can get upset by other addictions, can give up other addictions. It can, go, it can deal with addictions like that. But very rarely is it questioned the original addiction. You've been, a, you've been, you've been an addict of this for that. Years and years and years and years and years you've been shooting this up. Every mirror, every magazine cover, every radio station, every this, I, me, my, I, me, my. It's like the whole place is addicted. Yeah? The people who look, are, who look the craziest are the ones that are free from the addiction. Like, fuck, this fucking Looney Tune. Everyone else is, oh yes, we're the normal people. We're fucking insane. We like, we're like death worshippers. We're so afraid of dying because we've never been alive, basically. Someone who's really alive isn't usually that afraid of dying, you know? Because they don't see anything ending, probably. But people who think they, this, this urban renewal project is going to run out of time and it won't be complete are scared shit. They're scared shit. They're not going to recruit enough value. They haven't done enough things. They didn't make enough amends. They didn't, I've got to, you know, and they never, 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 it never has enough time because it's never ending. There's no completion date. It's like the Golden Gate Bridge. They said, all right, after a few years, we'll pay off ourselves and that'll be it. Bridge will be for free. It's still 60 years later. They're making tons of money. It's never ending. Have you ever seen that? They give a proposal in Iraq. Oh, yeah, so of course, uh, $2 billion to do this, and it's a no-bid contract. Five years later, $12 billion have gone in. Oh, well, you know, it's never, never, it never comes under budget, yes? And it costs a lot of interest and attention. And that interest and attention could be differently spent. Maybe you would enjoy being able to see something beautiful and not be the beholder of it, but just see the beauty, be the seeing of the beauty, not the one who saw the beauty, yes? Be the feeler of that of that. Feeling. Not the not the one who had the feeling, but the feeling of it. Yeah? Maybe, just maybe, you could be super rich and not, not, not accumulating much. Yeah? You may have a lot of stuff out here, but you'll be traveling very, very light because you're not accumulating. You're not building a beast all day. Yeah? You're not buying new, new uh, materials, new supplies constantly to... I gotta refinish that image. It's not looking so good now. What happens if I had a really great image and then I get old? That, uh, then we gotta sort of put on can, you know, candles and worship the uh, past ideas of how it once was. Oh, I was a real rowdy motherfucking addict out there. I was really. I had it going on. No, you fucking didn't. You were out cold. <laughs> you were taken over by alcoholism. <laughs> you weren't. The mind was. <laughs> you look just like everyone else looked. And you thought you were different. It would be funny when you go to clubs, you know, and everyone had the same outfit, but we all thought we were incredibly terminally unique. You know? yeah. 
all had long sleeves because we didn't show the tracks. Everyone, same thing, same bullshit. Everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. So, there is a freedom, though. Not for you. Not for you, not for you, not for you, not for you. Not at you, no. The freedom is from you, for sure. And you're not going to be there to enjoy it. You're not. It'll be enjoyed, but it won't be you enjoying it. Not the way you had it of you. Because when that shows up, it's not there to be enjoyed. It really doesn't. It's tricky. If if you're waiting to get it, you're going to be waiting a long time. Because those two do not appear at the same time. It's The sense of the presence becomes obvious when you are seen as absent. Yeah? When, you seem, when you are seen as present, the presence seems absent. And they don't seem to match. Yes? You're not going to be there, and it's going to be there at the same time. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we can end. There you go, honey. Good time. She's gotten to a point where she just, just comes in for like 30 seconds and gets more than enough. Her tank is filled up anyway. It'd be ridiculous to try to pump any more gas in there. I just... So it's a good idea, you know, that if you don't, if you feel like there's a you, come back. If you don't feel like there's a you, you'll probably come back anyway. Yeah? Because I'll tell you, it's a really nice sense to feel. I love satsang. Because I had, years before I had gone, I got swept away with this lady she's told me about this giant Indian sweat they're having in Mount Shasta, which is a very mystical mountain about five hours away from there. You know, they sell tons of crystals in the town. And it's just all about stuff. And so, I, you know, I was open because I was in the, uh, in the business of improving <laughs> very strongly. <laughs> so I went to this Mount Shasta, not knowing anyone or anything there. And it was like this, it was a huge event for the people that were in that sort of milu. You know, people come, they were driving in Harleys with long hair. They come up, oh, he's one of the teacher's friends. Oh, he's big man. Oh, yeah, whoa. And they pull in from everywhere, come from everywhere. And they had this Native American Indian, you know. And so they built the tent thing, and they put these canvases over it. And they built, they dig a big hole, and they throw rocks in there. And then they take supa like boiling water with herbs in it and they throw it on the rock and it creates a huge heat. Yeah? So it's like a, it's called a sweat. So I didn't know much about it, never been in one. So when I got in the tent, it was packed. There was a lot of people there. So I stood up like a subway in New York, standing like this. But I didn't know that everyone else sat down when the light when the flat was because you can't see anything. But there was I had no room. So when I tried to sit down, they went, hey, whoa! <laughs> I had a subway and heat rises. So I was getting cooked. My arms here, and my ears, and my nostrils, inside my nostrils. I said, this is going to be open. open that flap, open that flap. And, and I just rushed and jumped in the stream, and it's a big rush. You jump in the cold water, and you get this a phenomenal experience. So the next time they got me in there, this time I'm all burnt, really, like inside this and that. So I try to sit as close as I can to the flap, you know. And, uh, man, I was just, they just kept on going, chanting. And they wouldn't open the fucking... And I, was, I passed my point of 
you know, I just couldn't take it anymore, like 30 minutes before. I was just like, like this, trying to stop. It was like a wave of heat. I was trying to stop it, like going like this. It was just hitting you. Every time I said, no, more water. <laughs> so this is, <laughs> this is years later from that event. Nothing radically changed from that event. <laughs> years later, I'm with one of my guys, and he, he's with these other you know, American, white American guys, who were wanting to have a Native American experience in Petaluma. So they built a little, they had, they brought an Indian from Oklahoma. I don't know if they were involved with them or not, but they brought them. And they had, they had the saplings and they built it per instruction and they're going to have a sweat. And he wanted me to support them. So I said, all right, sure, I'll go. So we went up there, there was about 12 of them. And they, the Indian comes and everyone, we get into that big, it wasn't that big, but it was, you know, sort of big. And this thing starts. And as soon as I'm sitting there, my mind says, this is hot. And I just got up and left. It was great. I said, wow, it's hot. <laughs> and outside, they had all the food and the sodas. It was a beautiful night. I could hear them moaning and praying there. And I'm kicking back, eating. <laughs> it didn't take a second to recognize, hey, it's hot. <laughs> what motivated me to stay in that first tent? had been totally extinguished. There was none of that motivation. I didn't see any value in suffering to produce an effect on what I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it was so clear. It was incredible, insightful knowledge. It was like, like that. The thing, there was a recognition, conscious contact, hot, cut up, <laughs> went out. It was great. That's what it's like. I, by, the, by the solution, I knew the problem. That incessant desire, I'm going to become, stick with it, become. All those hours, nothing right or wrong with it as a form of expression, but as a way of completion? No fucking way. You are already so. Yeah. All I can try to do is complete what can never be completed. That means not sought once seeking. That's not... Become and then be? No, becoming. It's not desire and then fulfillment. Desiring. It's never ending because it can't complete itself. The mind can't complete its mission to be a self. So it can only appear to be one. In time. When that was seen, a lot of that stuff that I would put up with and do and just was totally lost, lost total... I could care less about it, like overnight. I didn't have to get weaned off of these things. Like, you know, I got an urge to do a 10-day retreat. No, I didn't. <laughs> I had no urge whatsoever. I love missing teachers. Yeah, I love them when people say, "Hey, you know who's in town? You missed them." Oh, I missed it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, lost all interest in all that. The whole race was over. Yeah, the whole competition. See where I am compared to others. Always all gone. Dismissed like overnight. So beautiful. That's when mind shifts. It doesn't take any fucking time. It expresses in time. But it happens all of a sudden, even though you may not think it, it may look like it grows in time, but that's its expression here. But the soness of it is it's timeless and it's already so. Yeah. That's why when it shows, it can cut through what isn't so, like a knife. As if something that was, you were calling your aspects of your nature come to a complete halt. And it can happen in one second. Never to have that behavior again. Never to have that drive again. Never, never, never comes up. 
Yet, it was coming up so much that desire to become, you took it to be you. Yeah? But that you gets dropped off, like cut, like with a cold knife. It's a perfect incision, as if it never was so. And then you, that's what I call getting economized or pared down. You travel, as you're traveling, you're getting lighter. You're putting down more of the rocks. You're realizing, oh, the, the, you know, just things coming down. And then there's a sense, it's almost like light is traveling lighter to be light. You know what I mean? In a way. That's how it can express its, its own quality of being light through a body, by traveling lighter as the body, in a sense, as the action figure. It can, instead of reflecting the heaviness and the meaning of this being you, it's reflecting the lightness of your nature. Yes, that's there. There's no questions in there, no. I call it a process, yeah. You can uh, say anything. But it's actually... That's what's happening here. You're just not identifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. See, the attention and interest is resting in awareness, so it's aware of the desire to become, but it doesn't follow it like a, a shooting star to its incompletion, Yeah. It loses interest in it because it's not about you. And that's how you know the problem. One of the main aspects of the problem is it's about you. When it's not about you, that stuff that was driving you crazy doesn't have the power to drive you crazy as much anymore because there isn't the you there. Yeah? So you see, the, the, the quality of the movie is, is really produced by the audience. It's not, it's not the movie that's good. It really isn't. It's really boring. When you hear the movie from someone else's mouth, you're bored in a minute. You say, wow. And you have great wisdom about that movie. But when it's you, it's, it, so it's the audience that gives the value to the movie, not the movie to the audience. See, that's the thing to realize. Mind is giving it all the value it has. Yeah. And mind's pretty damn good. So it can seem really fucking real because the mind is incredible. Mind is no slouch when it comes to entertaining. <laughs> I mean, look at it. Yeah? So. But it's not, it's not what you think. It's not the thought system ha that has you enthralled. It really isn't. It's the mind cherishing the idea of, of, of the, the center of that thought system. Yeah? That, because it thinks it's you. Therefore, all the thought system is just like, uh, like just constantly placing mirrors to get different reflections of you. Yeah, all in all your glory. Fucked up. Happy. <laughs> all it wants to capture is you. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's that.